Do you ever feel like the only thing you feel like doing is nothing? Maybe you want to work on a project or your to-do list is a mile long, but you just can't seem to muster up the willpower to start. I'm Ashley Chimey. Welcome to Mind Made Up. Today, we're exploring why sometimes we just don't want to do anything and why that's actually okay and what to do about it or not do to get back on track. When you love what you're doing, it's totally normal to go all in, throw your whole self into your business or writing your book or your passion project. But when we don't give our brains proper rest, we can experience a deficit in attention, motivation, in our creativity, and in our ability to focus. When we find ourselves feeling like we don't want to do anything, it's our body and mind's way of asking for a break. And when we don't give our brains proper rest, we can experience a deficit in our attention, motivation, creativity, and our focus. It's a lot like sleep deprivation or starvation, where your body and your mind stop performing at their best until you resolve the deficit. And to restore your brain and your body, you need to take a break. The common impulse when you start to feel like you just don't want to do anything is to try to do more, to push yourself harder, especially if you feel like you're behind in life, which we talked about in the last episode. This really goes hand in hand with that conversation. So you may want to go back and listen to that episode next. But in a nutshell, this is our biology We were not built to be constantly striving. We evolved over millions of years for short spurts of focused effort and then quite a bit of recovery time to recuperate and prepare for our next sprint or our next hunt. But today's society enforces a new paradigm. It demands that we push, strive, and constantly perform to get ahead and quote-unquote make something of ourselves. Hear me when I say, I know it feels like doing nothing is the last thing you should be doing when you're in this place. Stopping for even a few moments to regain your energy can feel like a slippery slope, and you might worry that you'll lose momentum and never feel like starting back up again. When I was little, I remember my mom's friend saying, I can't sit down because I won't be able to get back up. When I was nine and I had endless energy, that seemed ridiculous. But now I totally get it. It can feel like if we give ourselves even a second of rest, our exhaustion will finally catch up with us and we'll never get back into action. The truth is your body has likely been in a hypervigilant, hyper-aroused mode. This is the mode we have to be in to survive an imminent threat like a wildfire or a mountain lion. But if we stay perpetually in that hyper-aroused state for too long, we can crash back into hypo-arousal. This is where our body and brain shut down. We struggle to focus, we may feel emotionally numb, or we just may not be able to bring ourselves to do anything at all about our situation. When a baby deer is trying to escape a predator and it's running and running and running using every trick it can think of to escape, but it becomes exhausted, 
eventually it will just give up and its body systems will start to shut down in preparation for a death that seems inevitable. And that's essentially the state we can drive ourselves into when we push and push and push without giving ourselves a chance to recover. When we stay in a hyper-aroused state for too long, we can crash back into the opposite end of the spectrum where we get into a hypo-aroused state. And we feel like we can't and won't and don't want to do anything. Once we're here, and preferably before we get here, we need time to recover. So what counts as true recovery? We need real downtime. When you take a break, Certain parts of your brain get a much-needed rest, but other parts of your brain come online that are only active when you're in a resting state. Your default mode network and your resting state network. These networks within your brain are more active when you're not paying attention and you're not processing information from the outside world. If you've ever struggled with a problem and then you go to take a shower or brush your teeth and you have an aha moment and you have a flash of clarity on a problem you've been struggling with for days or weeks, or maybe you found the perfect words to say to someone in your life or to write for your blog post, that is your default mode network coming online. When you've been working on a problem that seems unsolvable and you just can't seem to figure it out or find a solution, and then you step away from your workspace and go do something else and get a good night's sleep and come back the next day, and the answer seems obvious, that is your default mode network doing its thing. Neuroscience tells us that performance is really closely linked with the amount of mental downtime we get. And that's not time we spend watching reality TV or scrolling on social media or playing a game on our phones. Those things still require you to be constantly processing information. And a lot of us are in information overload on a daily basis. The best downtime is sitting and doing literally nothing, staring off into space, being alone with our thoughts not listening to someone talk, not following a storyline, not doing a task, ideally, when all you're left with are your own thoughts and your own presence, that is true mental downtime. Your default mode network tends to come online when you are not processing information from the outside world, but rather you are processing your own internal experience. If it sounds difficult for you to sit and be alone with your thoughts, try doing the dishes or taking a walk, maybe just sitting outside for a few minutes. Doing something that requires little to no attention or work on your part to process information. When your body and mind are asking you to do nothing for a little while, give them what they want. Do nothing. Sit quietly, stare off into space, and let your brain reboot itself. downtime do you really need? There's a big difference between taking short little breaks here and there and taking a really deep recovery period. 
I remember reading early on in my business that I should be taking 10-minute breaks throughout the day. And I thought, great, I'm already doing that. As long as I take these little breaks, as long as I get up from my workspace and I go to the kitchen and pour myself a cup of tea, I can just keep going. I don't need to take my Saturday or my Sunday off. No, (laughs) we need longer periods of rest too. At the time, I felt like there was so much to get done and I didn't feel like there was enough time to do it. If you've been rushing for three days or a week to meet a deadline, you may need a day or two of pure, simple rest. If you've been pushing yourself hard for years, you may need a few months off to fully recover. About three years into my business, I was incredibly burnt out. I hadn't taken a real vacation in years. I was working most weekends trying to get my business off the ground. And other than spending time with family, which if you're anything like me can be very meaningful, but it's not exactly restful. And I hit a place where I just couldn't bring myself to do anything related to the business. There were so many projects I wanted to do, but I just didn't have the mental bandwidth to tackle any of them. The thought of working on any project or tackling any task on my to-do list felt impossible. So I decided to take the last couple weeks of the year off. And honestly, I ended up taking about three months away from my business. No posting on social media, no blogging. I did continue working with my clients, But honestly, that was really all I did. The rest of the time, I invested in myself. I got into an exercise routine. I started cooking again. I painted. I took the dogs to the dog park. I visited friends in other states. I really let my business just sit while I took the rest I needed. And then something beautiful happened. I started getting ideas. I started feeling excited again. I started getting curious about what I could create. And this time, when I came back to my business, I was able to build in mental breaks for myself. I scheduled days off. I learned to recognize when I needed to slow down and give myself a break. Taking some time off can be scary if you've been pushing hard for a really long time. But I promise if you give yourself this gift, your motivation will rekindle You'll start having excitement and energy around your goals again, and you'll be better prepared next time to manage your energy wisely and maintain a healthy pace for you. I actually had my best quarter ever in my business when I took those few months off because I was in a more rested state. I felt more peaceful. I was more balanced and at ease. I was enjoying life more. And the little bit I was still showing up on social media to share what I was up to, it sent a totally different message to my audience than when they were seeing me constantly pushing, rushing around, churning out content, and caught up and swept away in hustle mode. When you're enjoying yourself, when you're valuing your own well-being, people can really feel that, and they want to be around your energy more. So... Are you ready to give yourself what you need to perform at your best? Are you ready to take a few minutes, a few hours, days, or even weeks to do nothing while your brain and body recover, recalibrate, and re-energize? Because you were not designed to give 100% all the time. And I hope you've made up your mind to give yourself the rest you need to perform at your best. 
If you enjoyed this episode, I hope you'll take a moment to leave a review. And if you've already done so, thank you so, so much. It really means the world to me. In the next episode, we'll dive into disappointment. What is happening in our brains when we feel disappointed and what we can do about it and how to move through those feelings and reach the other side where we can finally start taking action again. I'll see you there.